the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. God doesn't want us messing with his word. He doesn't want us adding to it, which also tells us that it is a complete and final revelation from God. The Bible contains all that God wants us to know. It doesn't fall short anywhere. It's a complete and final revelation. If you think about the Bible, it begins with the creation of the heavens and the earth. It ends with a description of eternity. What does the word buffet bring to mind? Are you already thinking of the endless food options for you to choose from? As a follower of Jesus, we cannot pick and choose the parts of the Bible we like and don't like. Pastor Dan magnifies the realization that the Bible is already the complete Word of God. God didn't miss any words in the instructions that He has for us in those 66 books. Why do some feel the need to add or subtract to His Word? Today, study your Bible as it is and how God intended for you to see it. Complete. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 22 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. John, as he's writing this, he's covering over a thousand years of human history. But remember, John received this revelation kind of at one time or at one moment. It was revealed to him. And after seeing it, after this revelation, it's revealed to him. He has this vision of how all these things will come to pass. After seeing all that, John's so overwhelmed that he falls down and he begins worshiping the angel who showed him all these things. And the angel says to him, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. And the angel says, worship God. And it's emphatic here. Worship God only. And he said to me in verse 10, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book for the time is at hand. Now, if you're a note taker, you might want to jot down Daniel chapter 8, verse 26 and Daniel chapter 12, verse 4 and verse 9 in the Old Testament. When Daniel the prophet received a vision from the Lord, he was told to seal it up. He was told to seal it up because it was for the last days. It wasn't for Daniel's time. And so Daniel was to just seal it up because it wasn't really for him. But here John is told, don't seal up the words of this prophecy for the time is at hand. In other words, we are riding right along the edge of these things happening. And Jesus Christ could come at any moment, suddenly. And the events that are described in the book of Revelation could begin to unfold, could be set in motion. And so we don't want this book sealed up. We need this book open to help us 
see the things that are happening in the world and process them and make sense of them because we're right there, right there on the edge. It's not that we're heading for a cliff. We're riding along the edge of the cliff. And at any moment, these things could begin. And so we're not to seal this book up. We want it open. And yet I say that, and there are certainly people today who seal the book of Revelation. There are pastors and there are priests who tell their congregation, don't try to read the book of Revelation. Uh, you, You don't want to try to get into that book. It's just too confusing to understand. It's a sealed book. It's a closed book. You'll get confused. Don't try to read it. There's pastors. I've heard pastors say, I would never try to teach Revelation to the congregation. Listen, this is the one book in the Bible that promises a blessing to those who read it and hear it. And keep what it says. Now, how many of you have been here for just about the whole study of Revelation? Have you been blessed by reading it? I'm not talking about like my teaching ability. I'm talking about just reading what it says and going through it has been a wonderful blessing. Look at verse 11. Verse 11 is an interesting verse. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, (laughs) let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he who is holy, let him be holy still. This is a little confusing, this verse. If you're filthy, you can stay filthy. Kids, you don't have to bathe anymore, right? You want to stay filthy? Stay filthy. That's what God says, right? (laughs) What he's saying here, you know, God loves us and God wants a relationship with us. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to the earth to die on the cross for us to make a way for us to be reconciled to God, to make a way for us to have a relationship with him and to have eternal life. He just spent the last chapter describing our eternal home that he has created for us, where we'll dwell with him forever. But at the same time, God gives us free will. God's not going to force us to accept him. He gives us the ability to choose how we live. He gives us the ability to choose Jesus Christ or not, the ability to receive eternal life or not. So he says here, hey, if you want to be unjust, you can be unjust. If you want to be filthy, you can be filthy. If you don't want a relationship with God, you don't have to have a relationship with God. If you don't want to live with God forever, you don't want to go to heaven, you don't have to be there. God's not going to make you go against your will. He's going to give you what you want. And you can follow Jesus. You can walk with him. You can live a righteous life and a holy life. Or you can go your own way. You got choices. But understand, listen, understand that what is written in this book, it's faithful and it's true. And this book has described for us a judgment that will come against the wicked, the great white throne judgment. And those who are judged at the great white throne judgment will be cast into the lake of fire where they will suffer torment forever and ever. And understand too, The Bible says, Hebrews 9, 27, it's appointed unto man once to die, and then comes the judgment. There's no second chance after you die to change your answer. And what God says here is, hey, I love you. I want a relationship with you. I want to spend eternity with you. I've created this extraordinary place for you to live with me forever and ever. I'm paving the streets with gold for you, but I'm not going to force you to go there if you don't want to go there. You want to be unjust, you can be unjust. You want to be filthy, you can be filthy. But if you want to be righteous, you can be righteous. You want to be holy, you can be holy. The choice is yours. And behold, verse 12, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. When Jesus comes for his church, 
He will reward us for the works that we've done for him. And that's not talking about salvation. We're saved by grace through faith. But for those of us that are believers, the works that we do in this life will be rewarded. So not only do we get heaven, not only do we get streets paved with gold and get to live with God forever, we're also going to be rewarded. We get rewards. That's pretty awesome. He goes on in verse 13. I am the alpha and the omega. That's the first and last letter of the Greek alphabet. He's the A to the Z. He's the beginning and the end. Jesus was at the beginning, at the beginning at creation. And we see him here at the end in the eternal state that he creates. He's the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Now, your translation might say, blessed are those who wash their robes. So blessed are those who wash their robes or keep his commandments. What are his commandments? First John chapter 3, verse 23. Again, it's John writing, same writer, and he says, and this is his commandment. That's pretty clear. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That's what he commands us to do. Believe on his son. How does someone wash their robes, if that's what your translation says? You wash your robes in the blood of Jesus Christ by believing on his son. It's the same thing. So this is what he commands us to do, to believe on his son, Jesus Christ. And whoever does that will have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city, into the new Jerusalem, and dwell with God forever. But outside, verse 15, those who are outside of heaven, but outside are dogs. We have any dog lovers here? Anybody own a dog? Well, I've got news for you. There's not going to be any dogs in heaven. It's what the Bible says. Let's move on. I'm just kidding. No, when the Bible talks about dogs, you know, you have to understand, too, in the ancient world, dogs were mangy scoundrels that roamed the street scavengers. They weren't cuddly lap dogs. And so in the Bible, when the Bible uses the word dogs, or it refers to people or a person as a dog, uh, it's, it's talking about someone who is completely ruled by their flesh, like a dog is ruled by its flesh. It's talking about someone who just lives for satisfying their desire. You know, they're just controlled by their drives. And the Bible calls that person a dog. So someone who is just controlled by their flesh, living for their flesh, living to just satisfy their desires, pleasing themselves, that person will be outside, outside the kingdom of heaven, along with sorcerers. And again, you know, this, it's the word pharmakia. It has the idea of using drugs as part of their sorcery. So drug use would be part of that. Sexually immoral, that's all kinds of sexual immorality. And murderers, idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. So so those people that are living ungodly lives, they are not going to be in heaven. They're going to be in the lake of fire. And I, Jesus, verse 16, you should underline that in your Bible. I, Jesus, this is the only place in the Bible where Jesus says his own name. I, Jesus have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. So Jesus here, he puts his name on the book of Revelation and he authenticates the entire book and says, I sent this angel to give this testimony. 
And these things are for the churches. He says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. Revelation is a message for the churches. And again, why in the world would a church avoid revelation? That's another message for another time, I guess. But We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Now, Jesus goes on in verse 16 to describe himself by several titles. He says, I am the root and the offspring of David. I am the bright and morning star. Jesus is the root of David, King David. He's the creator of King David, and he's the offspring of David. He's a descendant of David. He's the son of David. He's the promised seed of David who will reign on David's throne forever. So he is both the root and the offspring of David, and he's also the bright and morning star. The bright and morning star, it's the planet Venus, and the bright and morning star appears just before daybreak. It's that bright star that you see in the night sky just before the day begins. And so the bright and morning star, it appears in the sky at the darkest point in the night. And then shortly after it appears in the sky, a new day begins. Sun comes up. Jesus is the bright and morning star. Jesus will appear in the sky and receive his church to himself and take his church to heaven. And then shortly after that, a new day is going to begin. The kingdom age. Christ will return and establish his kingdom on the earth. And the spirit and the bride. Who's the bride? The church. Us. Believers. True believers. Look at verse 17. The spirit, the Holy Spirit and the bride say, come. (laughs) Come, Lord Jesus. Jesus wants to come. He's saying, I'm coming quickly. I'm coming suddenly. And the spirit and the church respond by saying, well, then come, come and let him who hears say, come and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Now, this is the last invitation to the non-believer in the Bible. Let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. This is the last invitation that God extends to the world. And it's an invitation, notice, to anyone. It says, whoever desires, whoever means anyone, can come. And listen, if you have a desire, if you have the desire to have your sins forgiven, if you have the desire to receive a new heart, if you have a desire to receive a new start with your life, you have a desire to receive eternal life, if you have a desire to go to heaven, if you have a desire to dwell with God in eternity forever, God invites you to come. He says, come. And we come to him through Jesus Christ. He says, just come and take of the water of life freely. How do you do that? By faith in Jesus Christ. You put your faith in his death and resurrection. And so 
What we see here in this final passage is God's final words to the church is, I am coming quickly, so be ready. And his last word to this world is, come to me and receive life. That's something. This is the message that he leaves with us. If you're a believer, I want you to know I'm coming quickly. So you be ready. If you're not a believer, come to me and receive eternal life so that you can dwell with me in heaven. Now, verses 18 and 19, we have a very sobering warning here. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. Remember the plagues that are written in this book that we studied through? The the seal judgments and the trumpet judgments and the bowl judgments. Those Those were pretty bad. And he says here, if anyone adds to this book or other portions of scripture, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. God doesn't want us tampering with his word. Now in the Psalms, he says that he exalts his word above his own name. God doesn't want us messing with his word. He doesn't want us adding to it, which also tells us that it is a complete and final revelation from God. The Bible contains all that God wants us to know. It doesn't fall short anywhere. It's a complete and final revelation. If you think about the Bible, it begins with the creation of the heavens and the earth. It ends with a description of eternity. What can you add to that? What can you add to eternity? (laughs) What are we missing? It's telling us what it will be, what things will be forever and ever and ever for all eternity. There's nothing to add to that. Verse 19, and if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, notice what it says here. Notice how serious this is. God shall take away his part from the book of life and from the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Wow, that's pretty serious. He says, if someone takes away from this book, Revelation specifically, but all the Bible in general, if someone starts to subtract things from the Bible and say, well, I don't accept what this part says here, and I don't accept what that part says there, and I don't really believe this, or I don't think this part is applicable, or I don't think this verse or this passage applies to us anymore because our culture has changed so much that this just doesn't fit in our culture today. You hear that one a lot. And so I don't think we have to believe that anymore. Or another one you hear today is, uh, I believe parts of the Bible are the word of God and parts of it are the words of men. Parts of it are inspired by God and parts of it are just the words of men. And oh, by the way, I get to choose which parts are inspired by God and which parts are inspired by men. And of course, the ones that make me uncomfortable that I don't like, well, those are the words of men. So I don't have to worry so much about those. The ones I like, God loves me. He's got a plan for me. That's inspired by God for sure. I make light of it, but it's happening all over the church, all over the body of Christ. You guys understand, and maybe you do, maybe you don't, that the fact that you believe the Bible, you're in such a small minority today in the church. If you are here and you believe that all scripture is inspired by God, 
It's all the word of God. You are such a small group in the body of Christ today. And look what it says, though. God says, if someone takes away from my word, he says, I'll take away their part in heaven. That's how serious it is to God. In other words, their part is in the lake of fire. It also means adding and subtracting from scriptures. That's something that an unsaved person does, not a saved person. Even though they may claim to be a Christian, if they're adding to the Bible, if they're taking away from the Bible, they are demonstrating by their actions that they are not saved. If they're tampering with the scriptures, they're showing that they're not yet saved. I remember, and I've mentioned this a couple of times before, but I remember reading an interview with Christopher Hitchens, who was a well-known atheist writer who died several years ago. He was being interviewed by a person who professed to be a Christian. And the person began the interview by saying, I'm a Christian, but I don't believe in, and rattled off several doctrines she did not believe. I don't believe in the virgin birth. I don't believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. I don't believe in the resurrection. Main core Bible doctrines of Christianity. And Christopher Hitchens, who was an atheist, said to her, if you don't believe in the virgin birth, you don't believe in the resurrection, you don't believe in the atoning death of Jesus Christ, ma'am, you're not a Christian. Because a Christian has to believe those things. Listen, if a person starts saying, these are the parts of the Bible that I don't believe in or that I believe in, they're showing, they're demonstrating that they are not saved. That's what he's saying here in verse 19. A person who tampers with the scriptures in that way, they don't have a part in the book of life. They're not going to heaven. A saved person, you guys know this, a saved person accepts the Bible as God's authority, God's final authority. And that's really what this issue is, is, is the Bible the authority? And the person that tampers with it, adds to it, takes away from it, they don't want the Bible to be the final authority. That's why they're tweaking it. But a believer, a true believer who's born again, they accept the Bible as God's final authority over their lives, and they love the Word of God. They have reverence for the Word of God. They esteem the Word of God because they believe it's the Word of God. They believe and accept that it's the Word of God. And so he gives a very strong warning here not to mess with his Word. And then verse 20, finally, we have the final word of Jesus to us. He who testifies to these things says, surely, Jesus speaking, surely, I am coming quickly. It's a sure thing that he is coming for his church. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. That's the believer's response. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Jesus says, I'm coming quickly. And then the believer says, well, then come quickly. Please come, Lord Jesus. You know, the church has been praying for 2,000 years. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so when Jesus says, I'm coming quickly, our response is, well, come on. What are you waiting for? Come quickly then. We're ready for you to come. And then we have John's parting words here in verse 21. And these words close out the whole Bible. And they're so appropriate. It's such a perfect benediction for the Bible. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Isn't that a perfect way to end the Bible, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And then, amen, so be it. You know, just this beautiful benediction at the end of this beautiful book. He asked me how I know. 
for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today and wish you could hear it again for it to fully sink in? Well, we have just the thing. All of our messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for These Teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that you'll find interesting. Are you growing through this study in Revelation? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.